1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and
0: Toby Harris.
1: Oh, Toby, do you want to explain to them what's just happened or shall I?
0: So I am technically, (laughs) technologically inept, aren't I? Uh,
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um we We pretty much do the same dance every week, don't we where we hop online and I can't hear Toby, Toby can hear me, and then it's taken a video call for me to go, mate, you've got me on mute
0: <laughs> that's what you call village
1: <laughs> absolutely mate it's been um it's been a week and i and I was gonna say without a lot of rugby, but actually watching I watched the ladies over the weekend, yep. And I watched the uh, English ladies absolutely wipe the floor with the New Zealand ladies. And yeah. we're going to talk about that in more detail. And it is very interesting because it does show the power of good coaching um, compared to like an average, a great coaching compared to average coaching. Correct. Mate, shall we start off with our messages from our supporters?
0: Yes. Now, the messages that I can see aren't actually there
1: Okay, so I'll go because it's a big one from the Razler Dazzler. Can I just read out his first one where it says, "Grab a snack, make those, uh, make sure you're hydrated." This is going to be a long one. Oh, now Razler Dazzler they're they're all (laughs) they're always long. But anyway, Razler goes into um, saying what needs to happen for Australian rugby to bounce back, basically. Okay. and he's highlighted a number of things so he's basically said you have to grow the popularity of rugby across australia make sure the super rugby teams are more competitive and make the walla make the wallabies better and i think they're all they all seem quite simplistic things but they're very very true aren't they because an aussie loves to win and they'll get behind teams that win no matter what that team is they don't really roll with the um, with the losses very well. Um, no. Grow the pop- popularity of rugby across Australia because obviously it is just not that popular, is it?
0: No, it's not a popular sport actually in Australia.
1: Um, so he's 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 identified a, a number of ways that you could do this. So the first way, which is the knee jet jerk reaction, is to straight up sack the force and the rebels. Go down to three super rugby teams which condenses the quality of players which makes them then you know those players are working with each other more which means they'll be more cohesive going into the Australian team and you'll see an immediate response and I do agree with that if you went down to three teams you'd have you'd be able to um to lure more of the top players because you'd have more money to spend on on those three teams and they'd play with each other more what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah i i get the idea of it but then it just shortens everything it just shortens it all down you know <clears throat> does does new zealand then need to go down to sort of three teams or does you know do we get japan back in do we get a couple more teams from overseas in to then make the season longer and sort of worthwhile?
1: It is interesting, isn't it? Because you've got two ways to think about this. You can make Australia better um, by chopping down the teams or what you could do is make New Zealand weaker. And, you know, basically Moana Pacifica is another New Zealand team yeah. So that's why we saw them struggle and Otago the Highlanders struggle. Yeah. So potentially you could go and say, well, let's have another team in there, which then dilutes the players across New Zealand, which makes them weaker. Um, which could be which could be a good thing or a bad thing. No matter what, which way you look at it, it would make the competition more, you know, sort of even across the um, the Australian and New Zealand divide. And also, it might mean that the the you know Japanese team does okay as well. But yeah. I think at the moment, when you've got the Crusaders and the Blues, and the Chiefs, and the Hurricanes, all with the top quality players, you know, it is going to be hard for a force and a and, a, uh, and the Rebels to beat them. And even worse for the Sin Wolves or whoever comes across.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. We just need to know who would come in, but I don't think it'll happen.
1: No, I don't think it will happen. Uh, he then goes and says the other way to look at it is to go purely down the tribalism route, which I have mentioned before. Uh, he points out John Kerwin as well that mentioned mentioned it. Basically, leaving Super Rugby and going completely on their own in Australian rugby, which means that every every game's a home game. Uh, every, sorry, every game is a is a local derby. Um, you know, you're you're always playing within Australia, and you potentially, you know, you're going to have Australian teams winning. And, and you know, as I mentioned at the start, an Aussie likes to win. So therefore, if the Brumbies are losing, not winning it, you know, the Reds, are, you know, they, they they're not well supported. Whereas, would they be more well supported? if they just played an Australian competition.
0: Yeah. Duh, but then it just wouldn't... It, it would deplete the the competition, wouldn't it? You know, in the sense of uh, the level of competition. New Zealand would just be playing New Zealand. Australia would just be playing Australia.
1: I think you'd lose players because the players quite like travelling overseas at the moment. Of course they do. And they they if like you're playing. just
0: you know, their mates in Australia or their mates in New Zealand or their mates in the islands, you know, they they want to play different teams rather than just the same old teams in New Zealand or the same old teams in Australia.
1: I think also the level, you know, like success breeds success and um, steel sharpens steel or iron, you know, do you know what I mean? And if you're playing in a lesser competition, then your players are not going to be up to speed when they play um in international rugby. Exactly. So I do unfortunately think that the right way to do this is to drop drop one of the super rugby sides. Um if not two. I think it's the only way that Australia can balance the books, improve their results, get some people behind the teams. And maybe you amalgamate, you know, you amalgamate teams and you, you do it completely differently. So you, you, you move away from the Reds and the, the Waratahs and the Brumbies and you kind of maybe try and, um, you know, go down to three teams, but try and bring some of those public with you. Right. But, you know, the force, the force are miles away from anyone else, aren't they? You know, so it's yeah. going to be pretty difficult for their public to go with anyone. Correct. So very, very interesting. I think Um, if that
0: happens, then the fans will look elsewhere.
1: Yeah. He does go on and say one of the big things that he would like to see is to partner with the women's. And I think this is a great idea, to partner with the women's where the the women uh, or the men's do a curtain raiser. So they do the curtain raiser before so that when you're going – you're going there to see and they've done this in the 100 haven't they where yep. they've had the women playing before the men and there's a great crowd for the women and that stays in for the men's and the same thing for you know you could arguably bring your daughter and your son along um and really really grow the you know the the foundations of of rugby in that area now would that happen more if there was more teams in Australia doing the same thing i'm not too sure but definitely I don't see any reason why the Crusaders shouldn't have a team the Reds shouldn't have a team you know all of these big sides should have women's teams playing either before or after I know what people are going to say they're going to say it's unfair for them just to be a curtain raiser but I think as it currently stands now if we were completely honest as a standalone fixture, it wouldn't be as well supported than, than it would be if it was a curtain raiser.
0: Yeah. Can I just say that we've been um, very he, serious for the first ten minutes of this podcast?
1: Well, it's a very serious, very it's, serious topic. Very serious topic, mate. Hey, by the way, I see my mustache. I think if you can it's absolutely disgusting. It, it looks is, like a bit it? of dirt yeah. on top of
0: it. <laughs> it's like a smudge.
1: Is this for November? Yes. This is for Movember. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You better be careful, mate. You licked a little bit of it and it came off.
0: Can you, can you just tell that the microphone has grown a little bit? Can you just see?
1: Yeah, um, mate. It looks oh, disgusting. It everyone. looks good, eh? Um, the last thing he does mention is, you know, getting more and more players to go into schools. And that's a, definitely a, a big one, isn't it? You've got to get players do going though. into schools. I, think Gee, th- I don't do. think they enough. Don't think they do enough, mate. Mate, when
0: are they going to fit it in? Well, on a Monday? You know, they train full-time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's got to be part of it, mate. Got to be part of it. That's got to be part of their training. Yeah, but
0: they, they're training full-time. You know, it's a full-time job. When are they, they going to do it? You know, because they do do are it. I know that they do do it. But,
1: do they do it enough?
0: Uh, maybe not. But can maybe they not. do it more? Maybe, maybe not.
1: Maybe not. So, anyway, that was the Razor Dazzle. That was yeah, such well, a big that one. Was a That's the only, the only um, message from our supporter. We're going to do today. Okay. Okay. So up next, we I think that Super Brew, we may have brushed over op- over Super Brew last week. Why? And I think if I was the log, who won the whole thing, yeah, I would be a little bit disappointed that we didn't give him more of a fanfare oh is so he, is what, I'm is <laughs> what i'm gonna do
0: is he emailed in
1: what i'm I gonna do is i'm gonna win exactly and neither did i and i didn't really care
0: <laughs> exactly the log yep, so well but i'm done. gonna well done the log i'm just gonna to give you a fear, little bit though. of to be fair A bit of a ripple on. Well done. Well done. To be fair, he he won by nearly two points.
1: That is a great, great result. So well done That's to the log. Result. Top anyway, of the well log.
0: Done. But mo- real poor. He's top of the pile, that log. <laughs> <laughs> I squeezed out a log and it was, it was top out.
1: That's disgusting. Anyway,
0: uh, breaking news. Proudly supported breaking by our-
1: t- Oh our Patreon members Ooh. yes thank you very much for the Patreon members um, yes I have, a, I have I have the the radiator on right now do you behind me because of the Patreon members do you well if it wasn't you're if obviously it wasn't for stealing them, mate, all the money it would be off my radiator's not on <laughs> your lights are though aren't they eh? the lights are just I
0: tell you what they're just starting to warm up
1: now <laughs> right mate okay. let's go you go first
0: Yes, I will go first. Um, Official sources say a club World Cup has been pushed quite hard, so um, a club World Cup could be established by 2028, and it's a a a real possibility.
1: Which will be it would be absolutely class that yeah yeah. I'd like to know when it would happen. I'd like to know what happens to Super Rugby and uh, the Six Nations and things like that to fit it all in. But I think it would be unbelievable.
0: Yes. So um, it it sort of goes on to say representatives from the United Rugby Championship, uh, the Ligue Nationale de Rugby, uh, the Premiership Rugby, Uh, alongside some international governing bodies, so like Six Nations and World Rugby and the women's game. So there were some big, you know, and South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. So some big people in the rugby world were there representing teams, countries to come up with a plan to then put it together and then get the ball rolling, which I think is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it needs to happen. It'd be a oh, surefire way of um, getting more interest into our game. Yes. Uh, improving, improving the the experience for players as well, you know. Like, it'd be amazing to play uh, other clubs overseas if you're, you know, they'd be fighting tooth and nail for it. You know, if, if it was the top four that qualify, then you know that person in fifth position would be fighting so hard to to make the top 4 it just would it yeah. would be so much more interesting i think so oh 100% and it, 100%. I, i've
0: on to read um that it would happen um after the champions cup yes okay and it would be the best european qualifier so they'll, they've got to qualify yes again you know and it's going to include japan um and it's going to be a knockout competition june uh so it's probably really good for us you know middle of the season yeah um how will we know who's best will it go off last year's results or will it go off sort of current i would yeah, think it's very last interesting year's interesting results that, isn't it
1: it would it would be a shame if it was last year's results i think they should start the comp earlier and finish earlier, therefore, then your best teams are, are there for you. They're the ones that are on the money this year. Well, they you know, kind but of it might split, keep. don't
0: they, for June internationals or the July but internationals. It also,
1: it, it so it's might, not It might long keep off. some players.
0: It would. 100% you know, it would. If, you,
1: if you've qualified for that competition, but you were thinking about going overseas, yeah, you, you stick around for another year.
0: Exactly. And can I just, this is my next My next news story. It's a really good segue for me. All right. Go for it, mate. It's true. France playmaker Roman Antomac drops Super Rugby hint.
1: Oh. Oh, yes, boy. (laughs) Come on, the Crusaders.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's got the money? (laughs) Come on, the Highlanders. So, so,
1: so, are you going to give us any more detail than this? Yeah,
0: I'm going through. Just, just calm down.
1: Okay, just calm down. I'm so, so he, excited.
0: He has um, spoken on a radio interview um, about the, the super rugby, and that it's intrigued him um, from playing since a youngster uh, till now, still in his career. You know, peak of his career, mm-hmm. some would say, before he actually got. Um, injured Injured. so we'll see how he comes back Uh, but he has voiced his interest whether he does it you know in a couple of years or in five to ten years I think he himself would love to actually play some rugby in either Australia or New Zealand
1: gotta be gotta be um, imagine if you play for like the Jura. How oh, good! Imagine that. that would be so good. <laughs> that'd be class, wouldn't it? But they you know he'd he go 10. Reds, Brumbies, exciting, eh? or that'd be really exciting, whatever, be Great know. for so, the game, great for, oh. great for Super Rugby.
0: But can I just say if he if he came in like the next couple of years, I think he would drag more European players over.
1: Mm, it's just the money that the money is so bad in New Zealand compared to Europe, uh, compared to France. So, you know, he might be able to do that because he's getting paid a sh- truckload of money yeah. uh, from sponsorships. But your average player would be nuts to give up a year's contract. So, uh, very interesting. You know, I get it. I think if the money was better you would have a flood of people wanting to come across to Super Rugby. But the fact that it's not is is the issue.
0: Yeah. Well, I've But an just, amazing
1: story. Amazing I've story. Just,
0: um, I've just f- scrolled down to the comments. Yeah. And it says, um, first comment, not a great career move, playing in a substandard <laughs> league. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. And then the next one, <laughs> the next one goes, Yes, which is why he wants to come to Super Rugby, I suppose, and learn what it takes to win a Rugby World Cup.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, it's easy for us to say that, but, you know, South Africa aren't part of that now, are they? But anyway. Well, again,
0: another one goes, you seem to be getting confused with what Super Rugby was in the past versus today.
1: Mm, They've got a point. They've got got a a point. point there. But, but,
0: but, I still think. Super rugby I still
1: think it's a great I still think it's a great competition it just is a little bit lopsided now at times with the Aussie and the New Zealand teams
0: yes but but only at times
1: only at times
0: that goes back to sort of the national team in a while away
1: yeah yeah
0: you know filtering down mate my
1: story my stories uh, the All Blacks need to rekindle their emotional connection with the fans And I say this because I was listening to another podcast Ugh, and they spoke about you. the fact that um, you know the Irish fans are fantastic the French fans are fantastic um, you know the Scottish fans are brilliant and he said that the New Zealand fans are the most knowledgeable but the quietest fans around yeah and then I, I, I thought I what about the the national anthem? We don't sing the national anthem the players just are almost silent and it's got me cuz it's a you know, rubbish there is national anthem <laughs> it is a bit of a it's a pop song isn't it basically you know
0: can i just say like but you know they you, don't belt it out if, do they no you're not you're not listening to me if <laughs> if uh, you know let's say scottish na- national anthem they can belt it out argentinian belt it out english belt it out French belted it out. Italian belted it out. You know, I think South Africa is a bit like New Zealand. It's just a bit long.
1: Yeah, but they still cry. They've still yeah, got players there crying because they're, they're singing the national anthem. They're little wusses. <laughs> that's why we let them win. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, I do think they've got a point. You know, the emotional connection with. He does go on this person, Hamish Bidwell, to talk about the fact that Fozzie, you know, stopped the players from really connecting with the fans and stuff. I don't really believe in that. I think Fozzie did a pretty bloody good job of actually, you know, bringing rugby to different parts of New Zealand and things. And I actually think Fozzie was a pretty decent bloke by all accounts. Um, But I do think they could do more in schools. They could do more to to really push the game younger, lower down. And I think Razor will do that a lot better because he I is a more right. emotional person.
0: He's a more emotional person, but he also he's um, a bit younger. S- so he gets it. So,
1: can yeah, I just, possibly, quite Can possibly. I just
0: butt in a going on about fans? I saw a, a post on the Instagram. The Ireland versus Scotland pool stage match... On November the seventeenth, broke a record. Okay, can you yeah. guess what this record is for?
1: Say that again. The Ireland Scotland pool match broke pool a record. Match. I'm thinking beers sold in either Ireland and Scotland combined, or just one of those places like Guinness.
0: <clears throat> so it was beers sold.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So the the Stade de France, yeah. Okay, the previous record was ninety thousand pints during a game.
1: Jeez, wow, that's saying something, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> okay, how many the, do they the drink? New,
0: the new record: <laughs> hundred and thirty-seven thousand.
1: Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> how <laughs> ridiculous is that that's about that's like 3 pints per person drinking i reckon
0: well i'm just going to you know I mean? look up the capacity
1: <laughs> but you know not everyone in the stadium will be drinking either
0: no, no so the capacity so is 80,000 so my 80, god
1: oh my god <laughs> so that and literally is 3 pints a person yes, that was but drinking be children
0: reckon. in there you know, there'll be people who don't drink. Drinking? <laughs> Children drinking,
1: exactly. Yeah, the French. Because Dad's going, Come on, lad. <laughs> oh, I love that. But that's ridiculous. Maybe that's isn't what it? The, the New Zealanders should do, just give free beer out to people, because that would definitely make them rowdy.
0: Oh yeah. It'd get people watching as well.
1: It definitely would, mate. Um, okay, my second story is Northampton Saints break silence on Lewis Ludlam. So he is their captain. And this is a real issue for for English Premiership. Their top players now uh, have the potential to go over to France and make vastly more money because the salary caps in England are dropping, dropping, dropping. And we're seeing top talent in England go overseas. This has not happened before have always managed to keep their best players uh, in the country but now they're losing some of their best players
0: of course they're losing their best players you know it's the it's coming into the or it, it is post world cup so they can go over for two or three years and then they can come back to england if they want to make the national squad
1: I think it's very, very tricky though, isn't it? Because you go and do that, you can't play for England and you have to be absolutely shit hot to be able to come back in and demand your place back.
0: Yeah, but you look at um, uh, Mercer, what's his name?
1: Yeah, he came back, didn't, didn't make it, mate. Didn't, didn't make, make it, did he?
0: No, but that was politics. Yeah, okay. Which is... Awful, I think. But still, you know, he got player of the Pro 14. Yeah. Um, and then came back. Should have been in in the England squad, but wasn't. But so I guess it's a risk you're willing to take.
1: Someone like Alistair who going over, you know, he his, his plan apparently is to come back in two years. Uh, whether he will or won't, who knows. Wow. But he wants to make that all-black squad for the World Cup i I think he's going to great be a great example he stays in New Zealand he'd be playing for the All blacks he goes overseas I'm not sure he'll come back and play for the All blacks again. I don't think that that'll be good enough and not no, that he won't be not. good enough but I think you've got to be so much better than the others to win your place back is what I'm saying so say. the
0: thing you know the thing with New Zealand is that we churn we churn out wingers don't we we do. So like you we say, do. you need to be very, very sure of yourself. And I don't think he's that much better than what we've got. He's he's not the best winger
1: that we've got. You'd still say Mark Talia, would you?
0: I would, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would have him. I'd have him on the pitch and I'd have Will Jordan at fullback. Yeah, so would I'd I. I'd have both um, Leicester and Mark Talia and and um, Will Jordan at fullback. That's, that's what I'd do. Mate, that's anyway, exactly we, we, what I would do got, as well we do need to um, rattle on a little bit because uh, I do need to go and drop old Jesser off at a netball. Um, uh, What caught your eye um, since the World Cup has sort of finished up?
0: Well, just what you've sort of touched on. You know, people like Sam Kane going on a sabbatical. He's off to Japan. Uh, You've got the likes of Ludlam or Ludlam, whatever, you know, Fudlam, Ludlam, Kudlam. Hoodlum.
1: <laughs> hoodlum. Um, Love it, mate. <clears throat> <clears throat> but you know, he looks like a bloody hoodlum.
0: He does, doesn't he? But you've got those sorts of people <clears throat> going off overseas. You've got Lester Finuc who's saying that he'll be back in two years. You know, it's, it's Sam Kane. Will he come back? And will he get oh, He'll the definitely squad? come.
1: Will he come back? Yes. Will he? Will he? Because I think with that sabbatical, they are still available for the New Zealand matches. Right. So they, they come back in just before, you know, the all blacks play. That's what's happened in the past anyway. So they don't actually enough? miss exactly, will he be good enough? And and I think maybe he'll get the old tap on the shoulder from Razor <clears throat> and be said maybe it's a good idea if you stay over there for a bit longer, son. because um, it will I hope make Razor it easier doesn't to
0: have, have mates. You know, I hope he's someone that goes, "Look, I've got my national cap on, and if you if you're good enough, you're in. If you're not good enough, you're out."
1: Yeah, yeah. you know. I, I, think I, I hope so.
0: You've got to, I think obviously you've got to put your arm around some players and go, "You're having a bit of a bad spell. I'll look after you." But I think if you're a Sam Kane, you'll be a bit worried. Potentially.
1: Do you know what, though? Sam Kane in the World Cup was exceptional.
0: Yes. Oh, don't get me wrong. He was really good, but coming into it, it was a bit like, hmm.
1: Yeah. I I think we've seen a a switch flicked with Sam Kane. I think we're going to see him. I think he's worked out his game at international level. And, you know, he's been really consistent over the last five games I've seen him play. Whereas... He's won more ball, at turnover ball. He's um, tackled some more uh, forcefully. He's, um, he's just been better all round yes. in every match I've seen him. Um, I've gone here, New Zealand ladies, what's the difference? Coach. So you just see, don't you? You've gone from Wayne Smith, who completely changed the way they played, took them to a World Cup final and won it. He's now gone, and they have reverting back to what was happening before he turned up and I just think it shows the quality of an excellent coach compared to the quality of a good coach yeah um, the other thing is lots of countries looking to improve rugby so we've seen Australia they're struggling New Zealand numbers watching rugby and playing rugby struggling in um I don't know whether I think South Africa is probably okay now especially after they won the World Cup but Most countries are talking about, you know, how can they make their rugby better? It's probably only Ireland, France, and probably South Africa that aren't having these issues. And it comes down to bums on seats, doesn't it? You know, if you want to improve your rugby, you've just got to get bums on seats. Um, So I have put here, you know, players going into schools, clubs playing at schools, band matches on TV are... when it's the same time as as the actual games in a local area, like they do in every other sort of big sport around the world. Food prices, when you get there, drop down your food. Season tickets, the way that the game is played, we don't have any issues with that, but some countries do. And tribalism, go back to tribalism. You need to make sure that if you're a Crusaders fan, you're hopping in the car or hopping in the plane and flying down to or driving down to Wellington or whatever to watch your team. And that just does not happen at the moment. Um, and it doesn't happen in, in Australia either. You don't have... It's a, you're like home or away, and basically you don't have the away team supporting. So but it's all I about bums on seats.
0: The only sport that that happens is soccer football.
1: But Why?
0: Because they're nutters.
1: Yeah, but it's laid on for them, mate, isn't it? Everything is laid on for them. They've got their away buses that they just yeah. need to book a seat on. But you've They've got to got, think.
0: No, you, you've got to think the vastness of Australia and the vastness of New Zealand. You've got to think how big the country is, or countries yeah, I get that. compared You're to right. England.
1: You're you right. Know. You are right. <clears throat> You and are the accessibility, right. then,
0: you know, with with England, you can catch a train, sit on the same train from the top to the bottom. Yeah, very you true. You know, and it'll take you four four hours, three and a half four okay. hours. Okay, make a whole day of it. You can come back. Very
1: good point. Damn it! Very good point. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, I haven't said that many times on the show. Thank you. How do you get then the locals to turn up week in, week out? Now, I've put down here season ticket prices. And that's something big in, in this country when it comes to football, isn't it? You know, they sell a huge number of season tickets because it works out so much cheaper to buy a season ticket than it does to buy individual tickets. And if you've got a season ticket over here, if you don't turn up, So many games you lose it. So, you know, can they do something there to make sure that they fill out the stadiums? Because at the end of the day, Australia, New Zealand, um, all of these countries that are struggling, it purely comes down to the fact that they need to generate more revenue, they need to generate more fan base, they've got to look after the grassroots because the grassroots are the future professional outfit aren't they
0: but i think um going back to sort of timings not televise it when there's something else in the local area that doesn't really happen anyway because you know super rugby is in the evening so it's you know it's quite good and i bet there are like bars and things in new zealand that are packed out or rugby clubs that are packed out watching those games after their own game
1: but But the argument is, is why don't they not be put on TV in that area? So if the Crusaders are hosting the Blues, the Blues can put it on their TV, yeah? But the Crusaders in the Canterbury area, you can't watch it because they want players, they want people to go and see the game.
0: Yeah, but then that's not fair to people who have subscribed to Sky Sport or couldn't get a ticket. What are they going to do? Just not watch it and read in the paper the Damn next it. day.
1: Damn it. You know, you again, you've got a bloody good point. But I don't think we have that because you can't – there's loads of seats available.
0: Exactly. <laughs> there's loads of no, seats available. But if you then do not yeah, show yeah. it. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate. It's another good point. Damn it. But what do another you do? Another good you, point.
0: You can't not have a price on a ticket because then the stadium or the, the franchise are just going to go under.
1: Yeah, I I agree. So I just think that season tickets are really important. You know, it guarantees, it generates revenue and income, uh, it generates a crowd, it generates an atmosphere, and then it breeds people, you know, tribalism, going to see them every week rather than just every now and then. Mate, um, I've got a question for you. Um, What is your greatest ever rugby memory? And I'm talking about it could be when you're a young whippersnapper, it could be when you were playing, um, it could be watching a game.
0: I've got I've got two. Go on. My first one is um scoring seven tries in a game.
1: <laughs> All Back right. Home. Big dog.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I remember playing and Can I just
1: say they must have had dust on their shoulders, mate. That's that's all they got. They've got no ankles, those lads.
0: Because at school I was quite quick. I was a lot quicker than, you know, kids. So what I'd do is I'd just run around the outside and on this pitch there was like, you know, like the 400-metre running track. So, yeah. so what i did do is I just, one of the <laughs> tries, I just followed <laughs> that round. <laughs>
1: Stayed in your lane. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, the next one is competition in uh australia and the team that i was playing for we played against like a new zealand invitational team and half of their squad was like current new zealand players yeah and we beat them
1: (laughs) wow yeah that's pretty cool isn't it
0: scored two tries which is quite funny nice what about you nice yeah
1: uh, my big one would be we went to play rugby in Reefton and the, I was a young whippersnapper you know <clears throat> the old boots were on and by the time we walked across the grass I, c- I could hardly stand up I was like all over the shop so I looked at the bottom of my boots I couldn't see my studs they were completely iced over <laughs> you're joking and we um we played on this uh, this pitch and they put like the younger lads were playing just before us and they were playing across the pitch and we were playing up and down and they forgot to take away one of the big cones right underneath the bloody sticks. Oh, you're joking. So I went and scored this try and got tackled onto that cone. Oh, <laughs> no. it was, um, It was a very uncomfortable experience. That's all I've got to say. No it may have gone in between like the... <laughs> or is that from something else exactly yeah no that's from that I assure you I assure you Um, we've got a listener's question Um, do you think that the tackle rules that have been introduced have led to a safer game and I think this is coming down to the fact that if you look at the number of head assessments in the World Cup it is vastly down on previous levels in international matches. And I think that's from Paul Paulo.
0: Um yeah. I think they've been more harsh on it. So I think it is getting safer, yes.
1: I hate to say it but I think you're right. You know, actually that law, the fact that they red carding players has definitely made players really kind of drop their tackle height in general. And that has led to a much safer game of rugby. Mate, we've only got a few minutes left, but do you want to, if you hit me out with a question?
0: No. Oh, uh, actually, do you know what? I I did see something on the uh, Rugby World Cup statistics page. Now, we were sort of going the other day on discipline, weren't we? All right. Yeah. So, discipline. New Zealand... Okay, had the most red cards shared with, you know, one other team and the most yellow Mm -hmm. cards shared with another team or several other teams. You know, it is stuff like that where it's kind of frustrating because you can see it on paper now.
1: And we did basically lose the World Cup because of our discipline.
0: Correct. But then you look at… Top five teams points. We're top of tries. We're top of conversions. We're top of offloads. Line we're, breaks, top of. we're top of yeah. clean breaks. We're top of.
1: But we lost by a point because we can't we kick the ball
0: because we can't kick the ball and we can't tackle properly.
1: I think we did. We tackled all right, mate. I think we did tackle all right. Okay. It was, an, un, un, it was an unlucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I got you. Though. Cool. I got you. Yeah. Cool. I got you. Cool. I got you. Cool. I got you. Okay. Mate, very good. Unfortunately, we're going to have to finish it there. Um, But before we go, we have to plug ourselves.
0: We do. We do. Uh, Like, share, subscribe, email, uh, message. um, Patreon, link below. Yes, please. Uh, Word of mouth, (laughs) five-star review
1: yeah and just write an email and get, send us some quiz questions we love a yes. qu- I was going to have a quiz for you sir but, but
0: we've run unfortunately
1: we have run out of time yeah. we've run out of time mate as always it's a pleasure doing the potty with you until next week see you later